All right, you guys, it has been a full two months since I have recorded this podcast and I was on a roll. I was doing them every Tuesday and loving it. And you guys apparently have been loving it too. So before we get started with this episode, I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening and sharing and providing feedback. We have had in five episodes, we have had over 1.6 thousand listeners to the Craving Greater podcast, which absolutely just blows me away. And I just thank God that he is using these words to speak to all of you. I have gotten messages that a lot of you guys have started on your personal debt-free journeys and you're taking steps towards financial freedom with your family. And that just warms my entire heart. Some of you guys are, you have watched me on Instagram and have been following my journey of finding my light and confidence back. And some of you guys have started joining me on that too. And I am just so grateful and blown away by the support. So thank you so much. Um, Getting into today's topic, I started the conversation about how our family went completely debt and mortgage free by following the Dave Ramsey baby steps. And the last episode, episode five, I talked about steps one through three, and I'm going to recap those in a minute. And then today I'm going to go into the other steps four through seven. But first, before I do that, I just want to give you some insight into what has happened and to be honest and vulnerable and kind of speaks the words that are really advice that I have needed to take myself. And finally today, I just felt like God was calling me to get over myself and over my fear and to really get this going again because I know that he is using our story and experience to help and speak to others as well. So first and foremost, you know, two months ago when I was doing this podcast every Tuesday, like I said, um, sickness happened, we had snow happen, and then after that, it was just, the reality is procrastination because of the fear of not being perfect. And the first three baby steps are things that I feel like are my comfort zone. And the last four are things that are just really not my comfort zone. They're more my husband's topics. And I have let the fear of not feeling like an expert stop me for the last freaking eight weeks to bring you guys this material. And so if I can just provide you any advice and myself some advice too, it's don't let the fear of the unknown or the fear of not being perfect or the fear of not being an expert stop you from giving valuable information that can help other people. So off that soapbox and let's go ahead and recap baby steps one through three and get started. So baby step one is $1,000 cash in an emergency fund. Because if you don't have that rainy day emergency fund, when things like the washer, dryer going out, you get a nail in your tire, you got to replace your tires, whatever, like things inevitably start to happen and it sets you back. And emergencies truly are emergencies if you do not have that emergency fund. So the first step is $1,000 cash in emergency fund. And you really need to do that within a month. Like when you decide, because a lot of times um, having a goal 
really just starts with the decision. And so you've got to decide, do I want to be debt-free? Do I want to change the legacy and trajectory for my family? And if that answer is yes, you need to get going on that as soon as possible. So $1,000 cash, do not let it take you more than a month. And you may have to get creative. You may have to sell something. You may have to go through your closet. You may have to um, pick up some extra jobs or income or whatever it may be. Sell something on Etsy. Whatever you have to do, stop going out to eat. Stop going to Starbucks. Eat lunch at home. Whatever. Cook dinner at home. But get that $1,000 cash in an emergency fund. That second baby step was the debt snowball. And that's listing your debt smallest to largest and aggressively tackling it. So um, you are, you've got your $1,000 emergency fund. And then any money beyond that, you're paying your bills. And any extra, you are putting towards your debt. You're making minimum payments on all of your debt except the smallest one. You're throwing all additional income at that smallest debt until you pay it off. And the snowball effect is that you pay off all of your vet, all of your debt other than your mortgage. And usually this takes people 12 to 24 months to really aggressively tackle the credit card debt, the student loans, um, any debt that you have other than your mortgage. That is baby step two, the debt snowball. Once you've paid off all debt other than your mortgage, you go on to step three, and that is taking that original $1,000 cash emergency fund and expanding that to a fully funded emergency fund, which is three to six months of basic living expenses. So um, your mortgage, your utilities, food, like the things that your household needs to live if you really took things down to the bare bones. So we're not talking about um, the like, going out to eat, entertainment, uh, that kind of thing, shopping, the basic like food, shelter, like what you need. That's three to six months in an emergency fund. We did six months because my husband's a saver and likes that security. So that is baby step three. Today, we are going to talk about moving beyond the debt and emergency and really getting into changing your future and long-term planning for financial success. Welcome to the Craving Greater podcast. This is a place for those seeking to live life, not just to survive, but to freaking thrive. Motherhood, marriage, money, motivation, business, and living your life on a mission. It's time to satisfy the longing in your heart to live your greatest life. So go-getters, get ready to rise up. Let's do this thing. Okay, so let's talk about steps four through seven. And let me just preface this, like I said, that this is not my comfort zone or area of expertise, but I'm just gonna tell you what we what the steps are and what we did and how you can implement those for your family too. This is not the sexiest podcast of all time, but hopefully it will be really useful. So um, I will say 
that with these steps, we did these a little bit backwards because my husband is a saver. So this is the one area that we deviated from the Dave Ramsey plan. Um, I mean, we still did it, obviously, but we did it in a different order. So Dave Ramsey says, if you try to do the investing before you do the first three baby steps, emergencies are going to take out your retirement savings and debt will eat up your income and take away your ability to aggressively save for retirement later. And once you've done the debt snowball and you have no payments other than your mortgage, it is time to prepare um, and you've already prepared for emergencies. It's time now to really start the long-term investing. Now for us, we actually, um, our debt included student loans, cars, um, some very small credit cards that my husband was super mad at me for. I'm a sucker for when there is a, you can do the credit card and get the discount at like clothing stores. I had a couple of those. So that's what our debt consisted of. Um, but we did, both of us at different times in our careers have worked for the state. Currently, I am an instructor at the University of Alabama, and my husband has worked for the university as well. Um, but we have, I think since we have been in industry and the workforce, have had companies that have some sort of retirement match. So since we have both been working outside of college, um, we have contributed to like 401k and match whatever our, our employer did. So we did not, Dave Ramsey recommends that you don't do anything at all for the retirement until you've done the thousand dollar cash, the debt snowball and the emergency fund. And, um, my husband, just a little bit of background. If you don't know, my husband is an accountant. He's the CFO for a construction company, but this is the stuff where he like geeks out and nerds out. I even, I thought about having him on and I probably will eventually, but, um, he just really gets excited when he starts talking about this kind of stuff. So the podcast would probably be like two hours long, but I will have him on eventually because he is much more of an expert in these different steps. But so that's the thing that we kind of did a little bit backwards. We had, we matched our employer's retirement from the time that we started working right out of college. Um, but if you're following the Dave Ramsey steps, he wants you to do the first three before you start with these other ones. But baby step four is 15% of your income. So your combined household income towards retirement. And what he recommends is mutual funds with long track records. Now that goes over my head. That is my husband's department. The number one thing I can say about baby step four is this is probably where you, we have one, even though my husband's an accountant, we do have a financial professional that helps us with investing and advice and things like that as well. So this is where I recommend finding a financial professional. Um, you can look on the Dave Ramsey sites and they have recommended professionals or ask people that you trust, um, but this is where I would recommend definitely for the mutual funds and things like that and the 15% of retirement into 401ks, IRAs, that kind of thing to really get um, a professional that can help you with this. But the rule for baby step number four is 15% of your 
household income into retirement savings. Um, Step number five, and this one, if you don't have kids or your kids are already of college age, you really can kind of skip this one. But this is the step number, step five is really for those that have young kids. So you either like baby, elementary, middle school age kids, you need to start saving for college. And this is where you really can really truly break the cycle um, of debt and change the trajectory of your family tree. So what we do for college savings is a 529 plan. And again, I would recommend talking to that financial professional about how much. There are calculators online. If you just Google how much should I save for my children's college, you can put in some information about how old they are and like where they want to go to college or just kind of an estimate and how much you should be saving per month for their college. We are um, pretty aggressive and we have saved. So Blakely is 13 months old and Brinley is eight years old and we have fully saved for their college through 529s, um, which is incredible because, you know, it's not going to be a burden on us when they're in college. And also more than anything, it's not going to be a burden on them. So they're not going to have to take out student loans and things like that. I know for me, um, I was blessed with my parents worked really hard and I did not have student loans for undergrad. And then it was kind of the agreement that if the, if any of us wanted to go to grad school or further our education beyond our four-year degree, that that was on our own. So I did have loans for graduate school, but I did not for under undergrad. Um, one of the pieces of advice that Dave Ramsey does offer for parents and for you to pass on to your children is going to a college that you can afford. Both my husband and I went to a smaller, like junior college type for two years, and then we both transferred to the University of Alabama, and that's where we met. Um, so both of us had scholarships going into our first at least two years. My husband had scholarships throughout his entire undergrad. Um, I did not have scholarships and I was out of state tuition. So shout out to my parents for that because out of state tuition is not cheap, even if it is just for two years. But Dave Ramsey recommends making sure your children go to a college that you can afford to get the degree, not the pedigree is what he says. And so going to a junior college and he said the four letter word um, that you should tell your kids is to work. So my first two years of college, I actually cheered. And as a, I use air quotes here, student athlete, because cheerleading, I mean, cheerleading is hard. And, and there were practices and conditioning and time management involved in all of that. But um, I use, I guess, the term athlete loosely. But I didn't work my first two years, but my once I transferred to a four-year university and wasn't an athlete anymore, then I worked. I worked two and three jobs at times. I was a nanny for a family. I worked a secretary job um, at a gym. That's actually where my husband and I met. And then I worked as a paralegal legal secretary as well. So there was a point in college where I had three jobs. So... Um, 
Anyways, just a little bit of parenting advice I'm passing on from Dave Ramsey and sprinkling in both my husband and I's experience. He worked throughout college as well. He worked at a pharmacy. He worked as an accounting intern. And he also worked as a trainer at that gym where we met. So um, four-letter word work is not a bad thing. Don't be afraid to make your kids go to a college that you know you can afford and for them to work to pay for things like their rent or groceries and things like that. It's good for them. It builds character. But that is step number five, saving for your children's college. We do a 529 plan. Again, I definitely recommend speaking to a financial professional about the amount that you should save and what type of account that you should use. All right. The sixth one is paying off the house early. And this one, other than the last one, is probably the most rewarding baby step of all. Typically, statistics say it takes most people, they're going through the baby steps about seven years to pay off your house. In terms of a mortgage, Dave Ramsey recommends, I'm pretty sure, no more than 30% of your annual household income should be your house payment. Um, I may have quoted that wrong. This is where I need my husband beside me. Um, But you need to have a house that you can afford and you should have a 15-year fixed rate mortgage is what he says. Again, I'm saying this with not a lot of confidence. So you guys may want to look it up or you can DM me on Instagram and I will relay the message or questions that you have to Brandon. Actually, some of you guys have already messaged us on Instagram to ask financial questions and some of you have taken our advice and are just plowing through the baby steps, which is so, so freaking cool. But the baby step itself is paying off the house early. Dave Ramsey, there's a couple of quotes that he says, and I'll tell them to you in a second. Um, But anything left after the 15%, so of course, you've paid off all debt other than the mortgage, you have a fully funded emergency fund, you've got 15% of your income into retirement, you're saving what your financial professional or that calculator is telling you you should save towards a financial uh, 529 plan or some type of college savings account for your children, any Anything that is left after the 15% and the college saving goes to paying off your mortgage. And a huge thing for us, we actually did the math and it probably would have taken us 10 to 20 years longer to be completely debt and mortgage free had um, we both are very blessed to have good careers, but I started a side hustle three years ago and it really, without that side hustle and getting really aggressive about what it took to see success, and that did mean early mornings and late nights and sacrificing pockets of time in between and nap time and car rider line and all the things, um, that was a huge factor of us being able to pay off. When I started my side business, one of my first goals that I wrote down that I was scared to write down and thought would never happen. Um, I just wrote it down honestly because it sounded good is that I wanted to be debt free by 33. And here I am. I turned 33 this year and we did pay off our house and are fully and completely debt free. Um, So what you do is you just throw all money 
all extra money into paying off the house. And I'm just going to be really honest with this baby step. It takes the longest time. So, you know, step one happens in a month. Step two happens in, say, 12 to 24 months. Um, step four, five, and six you do at the same time. Steps four and five are things that you can just implement right away because you've paid off your debt. And with that additional, you set up the retirement and the college savings. But step six is one that you may be in for years and years and years. And it's hard to, when you see that you have money that is essentially extra, not to want to take vacations or get the bigger house or get the nicer car. And instead you're just, you're throwing money at the house for a long-term goal. And it's not easy. And I will tell you from experience, all the people, this is where Dave Ramsey says you start to get weird and you're living weird and you're living like no one else now. So you can live like no one else in the future because your friends around you and Instagram, everybody's going to be getting the upgrades and your upgrade is going to be going into your bank account paying off that mortgage and it is unseen so it feels a little bit discouraging a baby step is the hardest step because you have to stay so disciplined and it's really easy to get discouraged if you start to compare Okay, and I told you guys I would tell you those quotes from Dave Ramsey, and he says the borrower is the slave to the lender, and it's really true. When you have a mortgage, that always hangs over your head. Um, when things get tight, when life happens, I know when COVID happened and there's this uncertainty, you have the bills to pay, you have the mortgage hanging over your head. And he also says the grass just feels different under your feet once you've paid off the house. And I won't say that our grass feels any different, but I know I feel different. After we paid off our house, we did it, um, on New Year's Eve of, 2020. It was the way we ended that year. We felt like that year needed some positivity at the end of it. And it was my husband's idea. And so we just pressed pay off that day and went into 2021 completely debt free. And it just something happened and changed in us that it just felt like this boulder was lifted off of our shoulders. And now um, some of the things that we've done and, and it are like the financial um, saving and budgeting and all of that has not gone out the window. We still have financial goals for our future, but now we have this wiggle room. Like every month, the amount that you were putting towards your mortgage now can go to other things. And it's really fun. So the first month we, um, we redid all of the lighting in our house and it's amazing the difference that lighting can make. Um, and I'm still cheap. So I just did like Wayfair, but lighting we did, um, we plan to do things like vacation. We plan to paint that kind of thing, but we're taking, we're not doing everything at once. We're taking it a little bit at a time, but it's fun. The things that you can do and the freedom that you have when you've paid off your house and you have no debt and you literally own, you owe, you own your house. It is yours and you owe nobody anything and your income other than paying like your cell phone, light, cable, 
whatever, like literally all of your income can go towards whatever you want it to go towards. And um, that kind of leads me into the seventh and final step is to build wealth and give. And Dave Ramsey says, giving will light you up. And one of my favorite coaches in the business that I do, and I, she may not know it, but I consider her a mentor. She said a quote um, on a call or meeting that I was with on with her one time. And she said, anyone that says money can't buy happiness has never had enough to give it away. And building wealth and give, the giving aspect is to be able to tithe more, to give to your church, to be able to give wildly and abundantly. Um, on, I was listening to the Dave Ramsey podcast during my walk yesterday and Anthony O'Neill was talking about, um, there was a guy on there that was on, he had just finished baby step six and was moving on to step seven. And he was like, I don't know what to do with my money now. I don't know what to do with myself. And Anthony told him, you know, go to your local diner at, on the late shift, like 10, 11 o'clock at night and tip the waitress that's there serving you, tip them a thousand dollars. And it's just part of building wealth and give is to be able to give back to people that will never be able to return the favor in a way that you can just let them know that they are seen and God sees them and they are known and their hard work does not go unnoticed. Um, I know for us, one of the coolest things since we've paid off our house, and I, you know, want to preface this with I'm not saying this to toot our own horns or anything like that, but just the satisfaction and the fulfillment that comes from truly being able to do God's work is the most rewarding part of getting to baby step seven. So for my daughter's school, our youngest, for the daycare and all of that, they do a fundraiser every year. And I freaking hate fundraisers and having to sell, th- sell things like cookie dough and wrapping paper and all that because I'm an extreme introvert in case you did not know. <laughs> and so um, I would much rather just give the money and they had the goal on the door and I was able to ask like what's the difference in where you are and for the goal and to be able to just write a check and give to someone who is not expecting it in any way shape or form is one of the greatest just things because I feel like it just takes you Um, It makes you realize like God and the gift that he gave with giving the life of his son for our salvation and to be able to give selflessly um, again to people that deserve it that will never be able to return it. There are so many people in this world that need our help that can't necessarily help ourselves. And Dave Ramsey said um, said it best, I feel like too, it's God's money. It's not our money. It's truly God's money anyways. We're just the managers of it. And once we get out of debt and we have zero debt, zero mortgage, and we are being smart about setting ourselves up for the future, then we are able to give abundantly and wildly and irrationally in places that need it and don't necessarily expect it. So 
those are the seven baby steps. Hopefully you have learned something. I would love for you to message me on Instagram. I'm Heather two underscores. So Heather underscore underscore Shipley, S-H-I-P-L-E-Y. And I would love for you to message me on Instagram and tell me what baby step are you on one through seven? What excites you? What questions do you have? Um, like I said, we followed the baby steps. We didn't do it exactly. Um, you know, the one thing that we did, I guess a little bit out of order is we saved for retirement prior to the debt snowball. Uh, but I don't regret that at all. And the other thing too is Dave Ramsey is pretty straightforward and tough love and kind of can be kind of harsh. I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, um, but I know for a long time, probably for the first seven or eight years of our marriage, I would say I was Dave-ish. And um, really, you can't see the momentum that you really potentially could see without going all in. And so don't try to sort of do one thing or the other thing or manipulate the baby steps or rules to what you feel comfortable with. Get uncomfortable and go all in. I know for us, I mean, um, when we did pay off the house, one of the comments that we got the most is like, wow, that's incredible. It must have really taken a lot of sacrifice. And I think we were kind of taken back by that because honestly, we haven't been eating beans and rice. We've taken a vacation every year. We've gone to the beach. Our kids are dressed in nice clothes. We're dressed in decent clothes. We have a nice house in a great area. And so um, I think it's honestly reframing your mindset around what sacrifice means. Um, So outside looking in, like, yes, my husband comes home every single day of the week and eats lunch at home. We don't eat out for lunch. We probably eat out for lunch um, you know, maybe two to three times a month. And usually it's Chick-fil-A <laughs> in our household. And then for dinner, I mean, we have an entertainment budget and that does back when you could go see movies in the movie theater, but that does include going out to eat, going to see a movie, anything that we do, um, that is in terms of entertainment. So going out to eat, we do not consider that part of our food and grocery budget. That is extra above and beyond. And I feel like that's been a mindset that we've adopted um, that eating out is entertainment and eating out is not necessary food. And I think a lot of people do rationalize spending a lot of money when people do their budget. I think it's sometimes just like astonishing the amount that people spend on going out to eat because we rationalize it that it's food and we have to eat. Well, we do have to eat and that is true, but we don't have to go out to eat and it is much, much um, less expensive to eat at home. And so in terms of going out to eat, we probably go out to eat maybe twice a month. We usually, I, I could literally eat Mexican food every day and it's cheap. And so we usually go out to eat Mexican food once a month and then we might do, Brandon and I might do a date night um, that's nicer once a month. And so really probably our biggest sacrifice in terms of discipline has been in the area of food. Also, I was spending a ton of money at Starbucks and Target, and I am still a huge fan of Starbucks and Target, but instead of every day going maybe once a week to get a coffee and making my own coffee, 
I got a frother on Amazon. If you go to my Instagram, you can go to the link in my bio and I have my Amazon faves. That frother changed my life. I literally stopped getting coffee at coffee shops because my home coffee tasted much better. Um, But the coffee was a lot. I know it sounds like something little, but it added up to a lot, like thousands of dollars a year. And, um, you know, the trips to, I would, my husband keeps up with our budget in just our online banking. He sets up categories for each budget. And I have a, there's a Heather spending, a Brinley spending, a Blakely spending, Brandon spending, and we have our food and all of that as well. And, um, for the Heather spending, he would, he'll kind of like kindly remind me when I'm getting close to my amount. And it's like the fourth day of the month and I'm like, I haven't spent anything. What are you talking about? And it just, it adds up. Um, when you go to the dollar spot at Target or you get something here and there, or I'm a huge online shopper and, um, Amazon and all the things. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what I got. And it just, it adds up. So just being aware of your money, making certain sacrifices like drinking your coffee at home and eating at home. Um, those are the things I guess that we, I would consider that we have sacrificed the most learning how to say no. Um, that is not easy. That's one of my greatest weaknesses is saying no, I'm a people pleaser. So I want to say yes. And when, if we get invited to go out to eat and things like that, um, it's hard to say no sometimes, but you don't have to sacrifice time with friends or relationships for your financial future. Instead of going out to eat, you can turn the invitation around and say, we can't go out to eat, but, um, we would love to have you over and then have people over and make a bad of chili or do burgers on the grill or something like that. You don't have to sacrifice or, oh my goodness, novel idea is you can, and I'm in the health and fitness realm. And I think when you start to try to get healthier and things like that, you realize how much of our gatherings and, and friendships revolve around food. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, why don't we hang out and do something that doesn't require food or money? Like pop up uh, a sheet in the backyard and have a movie night or something like that. Um, you know, you can do things that don't require spending a lot of money, but you can spend time. So I think that has been another sacrifice is my husband and I have tried to get creative and have intentional date nights, but maybe they don't always include, you know, going out to eat and getting a babysitter and all that. Maybe a date night looks like watching a movie and eating some popcorn and having a glass of wine after the girls go to bed. Um, so anyways, we've learned to appreciate even, you know, when he comes home for lunch, we'll have conversations and we'll sit down and eat lunch together. And that is considered quality time for us. So we've really kind of learned to appreciate conversation and quality time over fancy, flashy things. And I guess my last piece of advice is if you're going to go through these baby steps, get really intentional, make no excuses and put your blinders on and you cannot let comparison creep in because you are going to scroll social media. You're going to see your friends. I know when I drop my daughter off at dance, I see the cars and what the other moms are wearing and that kind of thing. And you just have to know that you are 
really, and it's not like a, I'm better than them kind of thing. It's a, I'm trusting God in this process kind of thing that you, um, you are staying true to the path that you're on because you know that you are setting up progress for your long-term future and not just future in five, 10 years. I'm talking about future that is going to shape generations it will shape your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids and generations to come because you've given your children a life that is incredible that they know um you know you set your kids up to see financial responsibility you set your kids up for a college without debt you set your kids up to know how to say no and in turn, hopefully that they will take the, uh, the advice and the example that you've set and pass it on to their kids for generations to come. So it is hard, but it is rewarding. And I can't wait to hear from you again. Heather to underscore Shipley, message me what baby step you're on or if you're not on one yet and you're scared and you have questions or you want advice, again, like I said, we've had people ask us questions about, I'm on baby step this, we're thinking about this, should we do this or should we do that? And I'm like, well, this is what Brandon says and this is what Dave Ramsey would say and here's my two cents, not that you asked, but it's just been really cool talking with people and I don't know, I pray and I hope you'll join me in prayer um, that God will use Brandon and I. I don't know in what capacity. I know we want to lead a financial peace university course. Um, we were going to do it this March, but we've talked to our church and the timing feels better um, for this summer. I'm actually, uh, I think at the time I'm recording this, I am 13 days away from retirement. I And that's another thing. Once you pay off your house and you have zero debt, you start to have choices in your life in your career. So I am 13 days from retiring from the classroom and I am going to do my health and wellness business full time, but also have the flexibility to be home more and to be more intentional and more involved with my girls in their lives. So I'm really excited about that. So um, anyways, I know we will lead an in-person financial peace class, hopefully with our church soon, um, sooner rather than later. But also I would love to lead a financial peace class for like virtually online so anybody can join us um from anywhere so anyways thank you guys for listening to this bearing with me i apologize that it's been so long and next episode i already have in my head and ready to go and it is an area that i'm extremely excited about and confident about because i'm in the midst of it right now i have started a 75 day journey for mental strength and it is having some amazing incredible i feel like i'm coming back to life the light is coming back to my eyes if you've looked at my instagram lately you can see it the evidence of just the joy that comes with keeping the promises that you make to yourself so my next episode is going to be about this 75 day journey that I am on for mental toughness there are five principles that I have been following and they are not easy it is called 75 hard and it is for a reason but it is bringing my light back so next episode I'm going to talk to you guys about this journey the five principles and um, what I've learned so far 
are. And I'm going to take you every step of the way. I've actually started every day on my Instagram doing um, kind of today's thoughts when I'm on my, one of the things is taking a daily or 45 minutes outside for physical movement. And I've been using that as a walk most days and I've been sharing my thoughts. And so I'm actually considering maybe turning those daily walk talks into part of the podcast um, because I've gotten some great feedback. But again, thank you for being here. Thank you for those of you that have listened and supported and shared. Please screenshot as you're listening and share to your Instagram stories and tag me with your takeaways. If you've enjoyed this, tell me either publicly or privately what baby step you're on and send me those questions that you have. And if I can't answer them, Brandon can. And if Brandon can't, and it's rare that he can't, but we will find out the answer. Um, And I will... I'm sure have him on soon. And once we do the financial peace class, I will be sharing that information with all of you. We have even talked about considering giving scholarships because there is when you do the Ramsey plus, which is required for the financial peace university, there is an investment and we do not want the financial investment of getting access to the materials and the course to be something that holds anybody back. If you truly are serious about going all in and getting aggressive. So we are excited, um, not only to lead the course, but also hopefully to be able to bless people with the opportunity to go through that. So again, thank you. Love you guys. Um, Go out there, give big, live big, and seek God and crave greater. See y'all soon.